The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Welcome back to the Destination Debbie program. Good people, it is NFL kickoff week. We are going to see live, real NFL action in less than 72 hours. It is here. We made it. We made it. We survived the pandemic. We escaped the pitfalls of the NCAA in particular, the Pac-10, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, and the NFL got their shit together. They got it together, and we are going to see the Texans and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Watson, David Johnson. It's going down this Thursday, and I am absolutely ecstatic. I am just, uh, I'm giddy like a kid on Christmas Day. It's, it's, it snuck up on me so much so that I've forgotten about waivers and trying to get last minute stuff together for leagues and, and all of this, but we are here and we should all just breathe a sigh of relief and be extremely grateful that we have some football this fall. But I, I wanted to let you all know that moving forward, Destination Debbie is going to transition we are going to transition out of redraft, dynasty, best ball mode, and it is back focused strictly on 
rookies in the upcoming 2021 rookie draft. So throughout the season, I will be tracking and discussing through a couple of new partnerships, one being with Sleeper Wire. You guys know that I'm still on the DLF family of pods. I work with FTN Fantasy. So moving forward, the content that you can expect from me and Destination Debbie will be talking about the rookies in the 2020 from the 2020 class in the NFL. And I'm not just talking about Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor and Jalen Rager. I mean sleepers, guys that you should be stashing away on your taxi squads, guys that you should be cutting bait with. So I want to make sure that I I brought you into this 2020 fold and I'm not going to abandon you here. There's still going to be tons to talk about because some of these rookies aren't going to see tons of volume early on, but there are things and plays where they flash that you need to pick them up, stash them for future, put them on your taxi squad, and maybe you'll have something down the line. So we will be focused primarily on the rookies in the 2020 from the 2020 class. And like I said, the 2020 eligible prospects, it is time to get you ready for your rookie drafts. It is time to start thinking about moves that you need to make during this NFL season. And I am excited because Matt Miller, actually just posted a 2021 mock draft. And what we're going to do is sort of talk about the landing spots that he has some of these players, talk about where I have them ranked, if I'm excited about this potential landing spot, if I agree with the draft capital that said player has. And we'll just kind of go through this because the college season is here. And unfortunately for a lot of the top stars that we wanted to see, I've been prepared for it. They're not going to play. And I do think that some of the stars that are playing, they may not finish the season. Just because they started out doesn't mean they'll finish. And I don't think it has anything to do with their physical capability on if they get injured, could they return? I just believe that once something happens or if there is an outbreak of COVID-19, we're going to see those high-level stars that decided to play go ahead and sit the season out and finish, you know, finish out their collegiate career uh, at that at that point in time and focus on the 2021 NFL draft. But Back to the mock draft. Matt Miller dropped a three-round mock draft 2021, guys, and there were some very interesting picks. And we'll start right at the top, right? The, the number one pick, and you know, according to Vegas Sportsbook, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the best odds, or I guess the worst odds, of finishing dead-ass last in the NFL. And with that, there is no surprise with Trevor Lawrence being the number one pick. I know Gardner Minshew is, you know, he's a cult folklore hero and everybody loves the stash. And kudos to Gardner Minshew for absolutely taking advantage of his stardom right now because he is no shoe-in for a long-term job, being a late-round draft pick, showing flashes at times last year. But if Jacksonville finishes dead last, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Trevor Lawrence will be the pick at 101. Now, the first shocker in this mock draft is the number two overall pick, and that belongs to the Washington football team. And they went quarterback, but they decided to bypass Justin Fields and instead opt for Trey Lance, North Dakota State's quarterback. I don't think that's so far of a stretch that it's absolutely, you know, out of the realm of possibility. There are a lot of people, uh, if you follow the scouting world, if you kind of pay attention to what's going on with the steam around Trey Lance, that view him as a better quarterback than Justin Fields, despite Justin Fields absolutely destroying college football last year with the Ohio State Buckeyes and becoming a Heisman finalist. I don't think it's out of the question that Washington opts for Trey Lance 
instead of Justin Fields. And if that happens, then whoever gets Fields as the quarterback three, they've got themselves a hell of a stud. You know, don't forget Mitchell Trubisky was selected before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So that's definitely something that I could see happening. The Carolina Panthers are the beneficiary of Justin Fields' fall from the number two spot, and they select him as their pick in the first round at number four. I know they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a two-year deal, and I think that's a good a good deal for Bridgewater. But Bridgewater versus Justin Fields or Trey Lance, there's really no comparison. The upside for Fields in that offense would be just ridiculous with DJ Moore, with Christian McCaffrey, who knows what they have in Ian Thomas, but that's a hell of a trio to build your franchise around with Joe Brady and Matt Rule. So Justin Fields to Carolina, I think at that point in time, he, he's, he's being talked about as a top 12 dynasty quarterback right out of the gates. Now, the first skill position player off of the board, there is no surprise here. It's Jamar Chase, the dynamic wide receiver out of LSU. And I'm here to say that I have adjusted I have adjusted my rankings over on patreon.com forward slash all gas where I had Jamar Chase as my wide receiver three. I've been going back and forth with this for a couple of weeks internally, but you know, I cannot deny the draft capital that Jamar Chase is going to get. And with that draft capital and as talented as he is, I mean, he's going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft next year. So I still have a big three in the tier one with Chase, Bateman, and Moore, but Jamar Chase moves ahead of Rashad Bateman. So it's Rondell Moore, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, and then Jalen Waddle right there on the outside of tier one. But the New York Jets, the fit with Chase, Sam Darnold is still there. YOLO ball Darnold, Jamar Chase, high yards per route run good yak player, can get downfield, deep ball threat. I compared him to a blend of A.J. Brown and Mike Evans. And then the first thing that people say is, he's not as big as Mike Evans. No shit, he's not as big as Mike Evans. I'm not doing a physical comp. I'm talking about play style. Jamar Chase's ability to stretch the field, get downfield, and make big plays through the air is unmatched. He led the country in air yards in 2019 with wide receivers with a minimum of 50 targets. He can get down the field and be a deep play threat, but if you give him the ball in short area spaces, right, if you throw him bubble screens, slant routes, he has the physicality to break tackles and produce yards after the catch, a la an A.J. Brown. Therefore, my comparison to for Jamar Chase is a combination of Mike Evans and A.J. Brown, which are both studs at the next level, and that's what I believe Jamar Chase is going to be. So that fit with the New York Jets and Sam Darnold. We have to assume that Adam Gase is not long for the wear in Miami. That only that only yields good things for Jamar Chase. So while it's not the best fit, I wouldn't fade him because he was a New York Jet and he would be the alpha there over a Denzel Mims, over a Crowder, and over, uh, who did they take, uh, Brashad Perryman. Not even worried about that. Now, Jalen Waddle, my fourth-ranked wide receiver, is going to the Detroit Lions in this mock at number nine, the second wide receiver off of the board. You know, pairing him with TJ Hawkinson and Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones is getting a little bit older. Matthew Stafford still likes to go deep. Got Kenny Galladay stretching the field in that X roll. Jalen Waddle, the speedster. The moment he enters the NFL, he's the best return man in football. I don't think it's a bad fit whatsoever. And then you've got a core of Hawkinson, Waddle, DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay. That's a hell of a hell of a wide receiver core. Hell of a special, you know, special players around that offense. So don't love it, but I also don't hate that for Jalen Waddle. Now, kind of a surprise here at number 10, 
and I've talked about this player quite a bit on the show, Devonta Smith. The Miami Dolphins select Devonta Smith, a wide receiver out of Alabama. We see two more Alabama Crimson Tide wide receivers in back-to-back years come off the board in the first round. And Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle both get higher draft capital than Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. Surprise, surprise. Devonta Smith is a technician. He is going to be a rock-solid wide receiver, too. And if he's drafted at number 10, he's going to have an opportunity to produce or see volume of a number one wide receiver. Now, the Dolphins still have Preston Williams and uh, Devontae Parker, but this move would signify, let's go ahead and get the weapons around Tua Tungavailoa. You pair Tua back up with his former college teammate and Devonta Smith, and you could have some magic on your hands. Now, at number 13, my guy, the number one player for me outside of Trevor Lawrence and Debbie, my number one ranked wide receiver, Rondell Moore, is selected by the Atlanta Falcons. Boy, oh boy, would this be a hell of a get for the Falcons. Matt Ryan still has a lot of playing time left in those legs and arms. You pair Rondell Moore with an aging Julio Jones with Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and you've got yourself another explosive playmaker on that offense to score points for the Falcons. Put Rondell Moore in a dome eight times a season in the NFC South. It would just be fun. I think it it would be a perfect pairing for what Julio and Calvin Ridley do. Rondell Moore would have a chance to step in to a a more significant target share opportunity if Julio Jones decides to hang it up in the next couple of years. Rondell Moore, Calvin Ridley, not a bad pairing for the Atlanta Falcons. Now at 15, the Jacksonville Jaguars back on the clock. Pick from the Los Angeles Rams, and they take Rashad Bateman. So you pair Rashad Bateman with Trevor Lawrence. You've already got LaVisca Chenault there and DJ Chark. It's kind of a really, really good offense at that point in time, at least for the skill position players. They still need to find a running back, which I'm pretty sure they may address in 2021 or possibly in free agency. But Rashad Bateman, arguably the most complete wide receiver in the 2021 class. You pair him up with Trevor Lawrence, and it's just stock up for all of those wide receivers for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you go down a little bit, and we see another One of my guys, a player that I've been talking about relentlessly countless times on the Twitter sphere, and that is running back Najee Harris, who goes top 20 as the second running back off of the board to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is right, Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. And excuse me, I said the second running back off of the board. Scratch that, the number one running back off of the board, and he is my number one running back in Debbie. You put the six foot two, 230 pound dancing bear behind that Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. You get James Conner out of the way. You still have a competent, uh, you know, backup running back in Benny Snell, a change of pace guy, and Anthony McFarland. But you pair Najee Harris to that backfield, and he is just a Pittsburgh kind of guy. If Ben could come back and play a couple of more years, this would be an absolutely rock solid landing spot for Najee Harris. And, uh, you know, it's just like we talk about Jonathan Taylor in the fit there. J.K. Dobbins in the fit in Baltimore. We talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's fit in Kansas City. Najee Harris would fit in seamlessly 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get another patient runner, a la Le'Veon Bell. But I believe coming out of college, Najee Harris is a more talented player than Le'Veon Bell was coming out of Michigan State. And we all know Le'Veon Bell was an all-pro running back. So he developed and reinvented himself into that. I'm not saying that Najee is better than Le'Veon Bell, but his prospects coming out of college, I do believe that Najee at this point in his career coming out would be a better running back than Le'Veon Bell. Either way, the fit is outstanding. We see Sage Surratt, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest, big guy, go to the Indianapolis Colts at pick 23. Yeah, I mean, they got Michael Pittman. T.Y. Hilton's getting a little bit older. Paris Campbell. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Don't really like it. So it's just kind of, yeah, all right. Now, at 28, we see another surprise pick, the second running back off of the board, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Travis Etienne. I mean, uh, <laughs> at this point, I don't know what's going on. You draft Keyshawn Vaughn, you draft Ronald Jones, you trade for Leonard Fournette, and then you draft Travis Etienne. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. This one it kind of is a head-scratcher for me. I don't think it's the greatest landing spot for ETN. I don't think he would be a feature back in that offense. It just, for me, this would kind of zap some of Travis ETN's upside. I like the player. I have recently moved him to my RB2 in my rankings over on patreon.com forward slash all gas. He has leaped Chuba Hubbard, but it's still close. It's a big three at the running back position with ETN Hubbard and Najee Harris. But this selection by Tampa Bay, just it wouldn't do it for me. And it's not that the landing spot is bad. I just, I mean, what do they do? Do they draft Travis Etienne and then cut Ronald Jones, cut Leonard Fournette, cut uh, Keyshawn Vaughn? It just seems like it would be a mess waiting to happen. Now, at 29, the New Orleans Saints take wide receiver Chris Olave out of Ohio State. I get it. He's a good route runner. He's a speed threat down the field. But there are other wide receivers that I would take over Chris Olave. Yeah. He, he's one of the guys that I really wanted to see more from this season. So the fact that Ohio State is not playing kind of really doesn't do it for me. And I don't know how I would feel about Olave in New Orleans. I would be hope, hoping that some of my league mates jump on that pairing and, and draft Olave early in rookie drafts because of that. Just don't like it, you guys. I just don't like it. Now, in the second round, the first two picks are players that I believe are going to be first round picks, but they come off of the board consecutively at pick one and pick two of the second round. Jacksonville Jaguars take their tight end in the future. Pat Fryermuth and the Washington football team take their tight end in the future. Kyle Pitts. I mean, love both of those. If if that were to happen, you pair Kyle Pitts with Trey Lance, you pair Pat Fryermuth with Trevor Lawrence. I just think both of those would be great spots for those tight ends. I would value Pitts a little bit more than Fryermuth in Dynasty because if this plays out according to this mock draft, now Pat's got to compete with LaVisca Chenault, Rashad Bateman, DJ Chark, and then whatever running back they bring in. And not to mention Trevor Lawrence is a very mobile quarterback, while it's Kyle Pitts, it's Steven Sims, it's Terry McLaurin, it's Antonio Gibson, and that's pretty much it. So Pitts would be a locked and loaded, as I've said, the day he hears his name called a tight end, top 10 tight end in Dynasty, and I'm not wavering from that one bit. Now, pick 39, the Miami Dolphins select running back Chuba Hubbard from Ohio, from o Oklahoma State, excuse me, Chuba Hubbard, Miami Dolphins. They took uh, Devonta Smith earlier in this mock. They've got Tua. You put Chuba Hubbard back there to replace Jordan Howard or possibly Matt Breida or the recently released Lynn Bowden Jr. 
And I think that's a good spot. You know, they drafted Austin Jackson. They do have an improving offensive line. So Chuba Hubbard in Miami, I guess it'd be a good fit. I don't know. I would like this fit more than I liked uh, Travis Etienne in Tampa Bay, to be honest with you. And if this were to play out, Chuba would probably leapfrog Travis Etienne. It would go Najee, Chuba, and then Travis Etienne. Some other interesting picks. Chicago Bears at 49 take Kyle Trask. I've been getting Kyle Trask in some C2C leagues because I do think he's going to be a day two pick in the NFL. And if he's a day two pick, then you have to take the quarterback, uh, you know, in dynasty, especially in super flex leagues. Green Bay Packers, you know, this is just so Green Bay-ish, right, over the past couple of years. They take wide receiver Justin Ross from Clemson, who up to this point, we are just hoping that, you know, he can maybe get back on the field. Some neck injuries, I have not heard any reports on how he's doing, what his prognosis is, but that would just be the year that they take a wide receiver, they take one with massive injury history and some concerns there. Now, the best, one of my favorite picks of the second round that just seems so unfair is a player that I've been talking about more and more and more, and that is wide receiver Tutu Atwell from the Louisville Cardinals going with the final pick in the second round to guess who, surprise, surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you serious? You're putting a player who's reportedly runs a 4-2-7 on that offense with McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Clyde edwards Lair. I mean, that's just unfair. It's just unfair to add more speed to that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Tutu Atwell would just fantastic wide receiver three on that team Uh, much better you know I'm just going to say he's probably going to be at least early in his career much better for the actual NFL team opposed to fantasy but I've been saying I believe Tutu is going to get second round draft capital and falling to the Chiefs in the second round is just absolute money now before we get to the third round, I said it at the beginning, the NFL is back. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are back in the NFL. And with NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite team and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Now, on to round three of Matt Miller's 2021 NFL Mock Draft and talked about a pair of Michigan Wolverines. The Carolina Panthers at pick 68 select Nico Collins, the big wide receiver from Michigan. And I have some reliable sources, some reliable sources who have Nico Collins ranked above Devonta Smith coming into the season. And it's just a shame the Big Ten can't get their stuff together because we don't get to see him play. But he's a talented wide receiver. You pair him in Carolina with Justin Fields, with DJ Moore, with Christian McCaffrey. He's a good player. He's a better wide receiver than Curtis Samuel, I'll tell you that. Yes, Samuel's been in the NFL and has produced to some degree, but he's always been this running back, wide receiver, hybrid type player. So you get a legitimate big-bodied wide receiver like Nico Collins in there to pair with DJ Moore, that'd be a very, very good draft for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I talked about the Miami Dolphins having a hell of a draft, getting Chuba Hubbard and getting uh, Devonta Smith in the first, and then they double back with the athletic freak that is Tamari Ontario, who I believe I have ranked five 
in my 2021 rankings for the wide receiver position. He's not going to go in the third round. After the NFL combine tomorrow, Ontario is going to be at worst the second round pick at 6'4". Freak athleticism. Speed is ridiculous. The size is there. And he's going to get a chance to play in the ACC this fall and improve his draft stock. Now, the Houston Texans take Charleston Rambo, a player that I'm coming around on more and more and more. I really like what I've seen on tape from Charleston Rambo. At six foot one, he's got to get a little weight under him at 175 pounds. He's a yak monster. He's got long speed. He possesses solid route running ability in order to create separation. And he plays in the Big 12. And Spencer Rattler is probably going to light up everybody this fall with Charleston Rambo being his number one target. I love it. The fit in Houston with Deshaun Watson, the newly signed quarterback, long-term guy. You know, I think that'd be a good spot for him to come in there and probably develop as a potential number two wide receiver for fantasy football purposes. Number two, number three wide receiver. Like that pick of Charleston Rambo. Now, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to start this hype train now. I'm going to start it, and I'm going to stay on it until the NFL draft. My sleeper running back that I believe is going to get day two draft capital and I believe is going to make an NFL team and push for a starting job within the first two years of his career is Michigan Wolverines running back Chris Evans. Chris Evans, according to this mock, was selected, pick 77 by the Atlanta Falcons. He's got the size at 5'10", 5'11", 215 pounds, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can bang between the tackles, has explosive home run ability, has enough lateral wiggle to make people miss, athletic as hell. Chris Evans did not play last year due to academic issues, but again, I've got good information that he has thought of very very highly in NFL circles. And according to one piece of information that I have, there's a particular scouting service that actually has him ranked ahead of Najee Harris for running backs in the 2021 class. Chris Evans going undrafted in Debbie Leagues, going undrafted in Campus to Canton Leagues. If you're in any, if you're about to start any up, get Chris Evans. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Chris Evans, one of my guys for this 2020 NFL season and for this 2020 college football season, even though he's not going to play, and one of my guys for the 2021 upcoming NFL draft. Now, Cleveland Browns take a wide receiver, Tylen Wallace, coming off of that ACL injury, you know, pairing him up with Baker Mayfield. I think his upside is capped as long as they have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. So, I mean, it's fine. I mean, he's on a good team, so we'll see what he could develop into. Dayami Brown, Tennessee Titans, he'd probably be the wide receiver too. They replace Corey Davis. You've got A.J. Brown, the future phenom there. So you get Dayami Brown in there. One of the picks that I absolutely love because I will never quit this player, it's Tyler Vons out of USC to the Buffalo Bills at pick 86. Vons is a talented player, and USC was a mess for a while. You guys know I'm a USC Trojans fan, but Vons came back, and it's unfortunate that we don't get to see him play this year, but I do like the fact that we're seeing some love for the for the big play deep threat from the University of Southern California, Tyler Vons. And the final kind of offensive player that I want to discuss here is my running back four in the 2021 class, and that is Kenneth Gainwell, who's selected by the Washington football team here with the second to last pick in this mock. 
I think he's the best pass-catching running back in this class. He possesses more explosiveness than people talk about. While he does not have prototypical size, a la Antonio Gibson, I believe he's a better running back than Antonio Gibson. He's one of the best running backs in the class, if we're being quite honest. And I know some people that I trust that like him more than Chuba Hubbard. Kenneth Gainwell is a true three-down threat, TDT, three-down threat, can run between the tackles, can split him out wide, can run routes out of the backfield. It's a fantastic fantastic running back prospect he's already opted out of Memphis this season so he is going to prepare for the 2021 NFL draft and we're here guys I mean that was a fun fun exercise it was it was it's always good to look at those mocks and see where some of these talent evaluators have these guys compared to where I have them and we're not too far off on a lot of these players you know it's really unfortunate that we don't get to see the full slate of athletes play this fall, but we do have football on both sides of the coin, the NCAA side, hell, high school, and the NFL. So let's rejoice and be pretty happy about that. Let's make this a great season. Destination Debbie fam, I cannot thank you all for rocking with me in my first year doing this, you know what I mean? As we enter into season two of Destination Debbie, I'm hoping that this thing only grows to be bigger and better than it was ever before, but I cannot do that without the help and the support of you all, and what you guys have done for for this movement so far has been just absolutely remarkable. When my wife takes notice, when friends take notice, you know, I, I could not have gotten there without you all who listen to this podcast. You know, I talk about the YouTube channel and the Patreon. All that stuff is great, but it started here. This is where the roots are. This is the foundation of who and what Destination Debbie is. And I just want to take this opportunity before we start and embark on this crazy-ass 2020 season to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everybody that subscribed to this show everyone that's subscribed to the YouTube channel, and those of you who have invested in me in Destination Debbie by becoming a member of the squad on patreon.com forward slash all gas, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go ahead and start this one off right. Let's hit on these rookies. Let's get these 2021 rookie picks players evaluated correctly and get you ready to dominate your Debbie and Dynasty leagues. Thank you again. Let's rock this thing out. Be great, you guys. Hustle. Attack every day with this ferocious tenacity that is yours. Go out there. Reach your goals. You know, strive for greatness every single day. Man, y'all know. I'm rambling. Drop the music. <laughs> 